0: Tom Hardy and Guy Pearce are awesome in lawless. We've got Walking Dead Episode 3 giving me huge chills and keeping me up at night. And the Breaking Bad finale, what are my thoughts, and um, all that on a Geekscape. Um, I've been a bad, 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 bad podcaster. I am so sorry, Geekscapists. I want to record more Geekscapes. I do. Um, I just didn't. <laughs> I wish I had a good reason for you. Um, I have them scheduled. Like I have my block of when I'm going to record my Geekscapes. I think I have a window here, I think I have a window there. This will be a good time to do a Geekscape, and those things just evaporate. Um, I do not have a better excuse or explanation for you guys. You deserve more episodes. Um, I just haven't given them to you. I apologize. I've been a bad podcaster. That being said, Let's put that behind us. I've scheduled a ton more Geekscapes in the next two weeks. Let's get it going. Um, A big reason for that, too, is Kamikaze Expo is next weekend, the 15th and 16th. If you're in Los Angeles, come check out our booth. I think it's booth 1148 on the Kamikaze floor. Check the website, geekscape.net, to uh, double-check that. But um, I'm hosting two panels. I'm hosting a Comics on Comics at 5 p.m. on Saturday, and then Rebecca over at Fangoria, who's a friend of ours, asked me to moderate a panel about horror journalism, I think horror online journalism, or journalism in, in general, so um, I, I don't have a, a, a time and date for that one yet, but those are the Geekscape schedule, uh, you know, panels. Of course, there's tons of cool panels that'll be going on all weekend, and um, we'll be recording some Geekscapes at the booth. I think I'm going to get myself pumped. I think I'm just going to be pulling people off the, off the aisle and recording some Geekscapes because I was not happy with my podcast output at San Diego Comic Con. I'll tell you right now, I was unhappy. Um, so I want to bring you guys more Geekscape. The website, on the other hand, has been kicking ass. Shaw and Madden kicking some ass. Uh, and what do you think about this new kid, Derek? who's been writing for us, the, the Vancouver guy. I would say, Derek, I would say your last name, but I have no fucking clue how to say it, how, how to pronounce it. I really don't. Um, it's screwed, buddy. Like, I'm just going to call you Derek K. From Vancouver. I love you, man. You've been kicking ass for us. But I, I don't know how to say your name. I just got my stupid brain around Almaniana um, so that Scott... You know, wouldn't be insulted, so whatever. All right, guys, um, let's get to movies. Uh, this movie came out a week ago, Lawless, John Hillcote. Uh, he directed The Proposition, The Road, uh, and now Lawless. Lawless is a movie that takes place in, like, 1931. And if you like John Hillcote movies, like The Road, like like The uh, Proposition, the one that he shot with Guy Pearce in Australia, uh, I think you'll really like Lawless. Um, Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf play, or is it Shia they play brothers, and it's Prohibition era, and they're in rural Virginia, and they're moonshiners. And there's a way, you know, and they're they're good moonshiners. And on top of that, um, the local government's kind of corrupt. They 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 allow the brothers to kind of exist as long as they take a cut of uh, of the moonshine business. But then things start firming up in the big cities. Like uh, in the big cities, this thing is really becoming rampant. And uh, the government sees that there's a lot of money in it, and so a corrupt government agent played by um, uh, and he's awesome in this. Guy Pierce comes down to Virginia, and he wants a piece of the business. Uh, So Guy Pierce and and his employer, Guy Pierce is kind of the enforcer, uh, government agent. His employer and Guy Pierce they come down to Virginia, and they want to force these brothers into giving them a cut of of this uh, this moonshine, which is the best around, and. Tom Hardy is just a badass in this movie. Of course he is, uh, and Shia LaBeouf is not, which is kind of the the, the arc of his character. He's kind of a, a doormat; somebody gets pushed around. He's, he's he's he needs his brothers to stand up for him. And Shia is really good in this movie. You can really see, you know, why he's a, a really good young actor. I mean, keep him out of the tabloids. Of course, we think about him with the Transformers and the Indiana Jones and Force and all that stuff. But he really is a talented actor. And um, and he's allowed to be a talented actor in this movie. It's not a big budget Hollywood movie. It's, it's, a, it's a moderately sized budget um, indie that I think has a, has a lot of good stuff going for it. Um, the style, the period piece stuff is really good. The pacing is interesting. It veers away from who you think is the main character, Shia LaBeouf. It, it veers away and it kind of covers his relationship with Tom Hardy, his older brother, who's sort of just a badass, a silent badass who isn't going to take anything from anybody and then every moment that Guy Pierce is in this movie as the bad guy shines. I know Gary Oldman is in it. Don't expect to see too much of him. He's really good in it. He plays uh, a kind of a gangster who is uh, is trying to take a cut for himself and can maybe, maybe not help the brothers keep the government off their back and open up a bigger business opportunity for them in order for them to funnel their their uh, moonshine into the city and get and get rich. Um, And then an old friend of mine, Jessica Chastain, is in this movie. The Jessica Chastain story, I'll tell you guys the Jessica Chastain story. When Gay by Dawn, my short film, was on the film festival circuit, this had to have been, I want to say this was 2005. In 2005, I remember screening Gay by Dawn at the Malibu Film Festival, and after the screening, uh, it was a screening of shorts, there were two girls hanging around, and, and they introduced themselves, and one of them introduced themselves as Jessica Chastain. And, uh, and she really liked the short. So uh, we went to lunch over the next, I guess, over the next two years. We, we would hang out. We would go get lunch. And, um, and, man, her career, like you could just see it, it was going to happen. Uh, I remember being at lunch once at Swingers with her and her telling me about this play that she had just been in. With Al Pacino. And I was like, whoa, like, that's, that's awesome. Who did you play? Like how, like, like, what, how many characters were in the play? And she, and, and she said, there are three characters in the play. Maybe two. And she said, there's me. There might be somebody else. I forget. It's either two or three people in this play. There's me. There's someone else. And there's Al Pacino. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. That, what a phenomenal, wow, that's incredible. Um, I, and, and I'll tell you this. I've never seen Jessica act until this movie and she's great in it. I didn't see The Help. I didn't see um what else was she in? She was in the um the the what is it? The Debt, The Vow, The Debt? Was that the one with um Sam Worthington? Um she, I know she was in The Help I know she got nominated in the, for The Help, but I did not see The Help. Uh she's very good in this. Jessica, you're great in this. Uh and this is a very very cool movie. Um, I liked uh, Lawless a ton. I recommend it to you guys who are looking for something that's not... I would say it's not a ton of action, but there is a lot of action in it. It actually has some really good action in it, and it actually has a lot of... uh, uh, I think it's a great end-of-summer movie. It's not the big, bombastic, dumb summer movie, and it's not quite the indie or um, Oscar territory stuff that you'll get later in the movie not to say it doesn't have great performances not to say that it's not really well directed not to say that everybody in the movie didn't do a fantastic job i just think that it falls in between um so hopefully it'll find an audience i I really 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 enjoyed it um tom hardy and and guy pierce just i I could watch their characters in a four-hour movie um he was just so creepy guy guy pierce just he makes your skin crawl in this movie he's so good at doing what he needs to do then again i didn't see lock up so <laughs> i was walking out of the theater and i was like man how good is guy pierce and my wife is like yeah and i was like then again we didn't see lock up she's like we we could i mean after seeing him in this i would totally see guy pierce doing like a snake plissken impersonation on a prison over in orbit um we also saw Premium Rush. We had a review on the site from Derek uh, about a week ago when he saw it. Um, the movie, I thought, was it's, it starts out really fun, but then it has pacing issues, and by the end of it, you're just kind of ready to get off the bike. Um, everything in the movie is fine. Um, <laughs> somebody else that I uh, hate with at, at Swingers uh, is in it. What's his name? He, he play, he's playing Zod in, in Superman. Um, how, how, how am I blanking in this? He's the bad guy in Premium Rush. Michael Shannon, <laughs> another Oscar nominee. I'm literally sitting at Swingers at the counter, and I look over, it, this is like two years ago, and Michael Shannon's next to me, and he has a box of CDs from Amazon, from uh, Amoeba Records here in Los Angeles. And, uh, and I just, fuck it, I just go, what'd you get? <laughs> we start talking about music. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Now that I think about it, I'm like, well, okay. Uh, I talked a little bit with Michael Shannon at Swingers, but uh, that was kind of a place where where Jessica and I would would go and have lunch. We had lunch several times there. Um, Premium Rush, Rent It, Lawless. If you get a matinee, definitely go see it. You're going to love it. Um, uh, Speaking about music, I had kind of a music week. Uh, Steve Sabosley from Punchline, who did our theme song. For GeekScape, he was in town on, on Friday. I wanted him to record a GeekScape. Like, I wanted him to do a GeekScape, da 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 But he has an album coming out in January. He's going to do a GeekScape then. He's promised us he's going to re-record the GeekScape theme song, though. He the, he says the GeekScape theme song makes him crawl. Like, it makes him just like, yeah, it makes him cringe. He wants to re-record it. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then uh, you, can, you nerds will like this. I don't know how many of you geeks still listen to Nerf Herder. Like, In college, Nerf Herder was was my thing. You know what I mean? Um, Them and a band called Size 14. We used to play them on the radio all the time. And the funny story, Steve Sabosley from Punchline introduced me to the guys in Bowling for Soup. The guys in Bowling for Soup introduced me to a guy named Linus Dotson who who produces their albums. Linus Dotson was the lead singer of Size 14, the band I used to play in college. Linus now plays guitar For Nerf Herder. So Saturday night, I took my wife, and we went to see Nerf Herder. uh, And Linus, the world gets smaller, people. (laughs) Linus shows up uh, to play, and who is he with? Kay Hanley, the lead singer of Letters to Cleo, who was in my video for Cruiserweight, which is just small. So I've never actually seen Kay and Linus together, but I saw Linus, and he said, hey, and then Kay comes out of nowhere, and she, she says, hey, Jonathan, how are you doing? And my wife is just like, how, how many people do you know that, that I've never met? Uh, well, my wife knows them now, and uh, Nerf Herder rocked. I, I, you know what, like, they're just, I wouldn't even call them a guilty pleasure. I just think Nerf Herder is a hell of a lot of fun. Their songs are hilarious. Anybody who loves Perry Grip and, like, the YouTubes, like, monkey riding on a pig and in uh, the cute, cute, cute songs and all that stuff, uh, you should go see <laughs> Nerf Herder. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, their songs are, are hilarious. The band is really tight. Linus does a great job. Um, I would love to get Perry Grip on the show. I think he'd be perfect for Geekscape because he, you know, he's done the Buffy theme and all that stuff. Um, I saw a band open, the Dolly Rots, that I thought were great. Like a like a you know three piece pop punk band called the Rods, female fronted, and. I like female fronted bands, the band that, I'll tell you, the loudest band I've ever heard, and I will back this up, put it on record, this is the loudest band, I've seen tons of bands, the loudest band I've ever heard is a female fronted band, the Muffs, I remember seeing the Muffs, Kim Shatuck and her guitar, like that fucking shit, it was the loudest band I've ever heard in my life, my ears were ringing for days. Uh, They just rock. And and this this band, the the Dolly Rots, they they were awesome. It was cool to to discover them. All right, let's get back to the geek stuff after I recommended some pop music to you guys. Um, Lawless, Premium Rush, Kamikaze, the 15th and the 16th. I'm excited about it. You're going to come hang out with us. We've also got the Sinister screening. So we're screening Sinister here in L.A. on September 24th. And the director is going to be there. The director and the producer are going to be there at our screening at 7 o'clock at at the rave here in los angeles on the 24th if you're in los angeles you want to come do this you want to come hang out with us we're going to have exclusive posters they're going to have the geekscape logo the flixis logo who are co promoters on this it's a sinister poster with our logos on it the the producer john bloom is going to be there uh the director is going to be there and we're going to have a good time maybe we'll go out afterwards to islands. all i know is that Sean and Scott and I, when we didn't go see Amazing Spider-Man early at the rave, we went to islands. We had a good time. We told some stories. I'll let Scott share his embarrassing stories for you on a future GeekScape, but that's what we do when we go to the rave. <laughs> we go to islands. Um, speaking of horror movies, you guys got to be checking out the site. Eric Diaz just wrote up a proposal for a horror movie version of The Expendables with like all the horror icons. Mike Myers, maybe Leatherface, Freddy, Jason... You throw a little bit of Bruce Campbell in there and you've got yourself a movie. What do you guys think? Should there be a horror movie version of The Expendables? It could be fucking cool. That's what I think. Following that chain of thought, um, The Walking Dead, Episode 3. And I'm talking about the video game that Telltale Games has made. This, this is an episodic video game based on The Walking Dead, the comics. It takes place in the comic universe. Uh, the Walking Dead video game, Having just played the third episode, and Andy Boy, our, our video game editor, will back me up on this, and Derek Kay, who I communicate with all weekend as we're freaking out playing this game, this is the best iteration of the Walking Dead franchise. I've said it before on, on the show, Derek goes one step further, and he says it's the best zombie thing ever. <laughs> I don't know, I still love uh, the original you know, Night of the Living Dead, but Walking Dead episode three... Even if you're not a zombie fan, you should be playing this stuff. You should be playing this uh, Walking Dead uh, series by Telltale. Right now, it's the best game of the year. I know that some of the big heavy hitters are yet to come out. I know we've got some Halo 4s. I know we've got Assassin's Creed 3. I know we've got some stuff coming out. And I know PAX was this past weekend. We've got, we've, it's not over yet for video games. But three episodes out of five in... The Walking Dead game has had more surprises than the best television show. The gameplay is fantastic. The characterization and the writing, the writing just drive you nuts. This is a fantastic game. Honestly, if you have PSN or Xbox Live, I think it's going to come out on iOS so you can play it on your phone. Definitely there there are PC and Mac versions of this. The Walking Dead series of video games is so much fun. And they do things in these games that... They don't dare to do in the TV show. And I haven't seen them do in the comic book. And here's the thing. You're controlling it. So when a hard decision comes to be made, and it needs to be made, you're the guy who has to make it. If someone's infected and has to get put down, you've got to do it. And it's not like watching Rick or a character in the comic or the, or the TV show have to make that tough choice. You're holding the controller. You aim it, and you do it. And the hard choices have to be made, and they're permanent. I mean, this is, this is branching storylines that have a lot of consequences later on in the future episodes, and it eats at you, man. As you're making these decisions, like you're for, like there's, a, there's like a, a timer that's going down. There's a meter going down, and it's really forcing you to make these decisions quickly. It's stressful. It's pretty stressful. And the turns in this game. This episode improved on the second episode Which improved on the first episode And the first episode was really fucking great So, three episodes in This is the game of the year I can't recommend it enough Go check out the Walking Dead video games Uh, There's a review that Derek wrote up On the website I may or may not have helped him Derek, I love you But man, don't be putting spoilers in those reviews Not for a game like this Speaking again of twists and turns And suspense Let's talk about Breaking Bad and the Breaking Bad finale that happened this past Sunday. Um, I love Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad's fantastic. Obviously, if you're listening to Geekscape, you should be watching that show. If you're on the internet, you should be watching that show. If you if you have TV, you should be watching that show. Breaking Bad is obviously one of the shows that everyone is talking about. It's, it's one of the five shows everyone is talking about. Go ahead and make the list. I don't know what the other five are, but I'm guessing it's Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Walking Dead, which is coming out again October 14th. Um, Fill in the fifth slot You tell me But the Breaking Bad finale It came and went And everybody freaks out Like you obviously If you haven't seen the episodes You can't go on Twitter Because people just spoil them And I'm not going to spoil it here What freaks me The thing that gets to me though Is that everybody is freaking out About Breaking Bad Right And these people are just A bunch of fucking spazzes Let's be honest Breaking Bad's great But we're coming to the conclusion Of the storyline we're coming to the conclusion of a storyline that started five, episodes, five seasons ago in which a chemistry high school teacher, in order to pay for his cancer treatment, starts cooking meth and selling it. And he's very good at it. And he builds the beginnings of an empire. And it becomes addicting. He, Not the meth, the, the power. How was this ever going to end well? Tell me. How was there ever going to be... A happy ending. And I know that there are episodes left to be aired next summer. It's going to be tough to wait, too. I think they should bump that shit to the spring. But is, does anybody, is anybody deluding themselves and thinking that this is going to have a happy ending? Are you people crazy? I look at the people freaking out on Twitter. Oh, my God, Breaking Bad. Oh, my God, Breaking Bad. Oh, my God, I can't believe that shit happened. I think they're the dumbest people on the planet. I think Breaking Bad's fantastic. But all they're really doing at this point is filling in the gaps. That, all they're doing is they're tying up the loose ends. All they're doing is watching the pieces fall into place. Be surprised if something happy happens to this, you know, to, to this series. Be surprised if somebody gets away with it. Be surprised if, if, the, if you end up loving, liking the characters as human beings again. I mean, you like Jesse, of course you like Jesse. But these characters have gone dark and I'm speaking for you. You want you want to see him die sometimes. Like you wanna see like if Walt White lives at the end of the series, you're gonna feel gypped. Morally, as far as the story goes, you're gonna be like, wait a minute. You can't just get away with all this. That's when you're gonna feel the surprise. But I can see it now. Next summer, when Walt finally eats it, the entire fucking Twitterverse and Facebook is going to go, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, dude, chill out, you weirdos. How else was this going to end but badly? Right? So if you're a Breaking Bad fan, don't act like an idiot and spaz out every time there's a, a, a cliffhanging ending. Are you really stressed out by this show? Be honest. If you're stressed out by this show... Don't get in your car, because I don't want to see you in traffic. Because you get stressed out by, by nothing. All this show is doing is, falling, is having the pieces fall into place. That's it. Quit being such a spaz. That's my message to Breaking Bad fans on the internet. Because you're embarrassing real Breaking Bad fans. You're embarrassing us as Breaking Bad fans. You're embarrassing us. Get a fucking hold of yourself. You want to freak out? You want to jump? You want to see twists and turns and, and have your jaw drop every ten seconds? Play the Walking Dead game. That's what I'm saying about that. All right, something that's been compared to television a lot. Let's talk comics real quick. Something that's been compared a lot to television, episodic television, and when it first came out, it was called, uh, I think a lot of of places referred to it as Sopranos, taking place on an Indian reservation. I'm talking about Jason Aaron, uh, his series Scalped over at Vertigo. Scalped came to an end with issue 60. Uh, last week of the week before, I've saved up the last ten issues to read all at once. Um, definitely read this series in trade. The series is about uh, an Indian reservation in which one of the Indian reservation's sons who left comes back as a federal agent to clean out the corruption and the drugs. And the most powerful person in this uh, in this uh, Indian reservation runs the casino, runs the organized crime. He's very much a mafioso here in the uh, in the reservation. Has ties to the main character's mother. So things are getting really complicated and they're getting very personal. And as he starts trying to do his job, keep in mind he wants nothing more than to get the fuck out of there. Do you guys hear sirens as I'm talking about this stuff? <laughs> so as he's doing his job and uncovering clues, there are pieces of his past and the shared past of his mother and this uh, this, this powerful individual's um, all this stuff starts coming to light, and *Scalped* is a multi-tiered, multi, you know, series. It, it goes back. Uh, I think the whole story, I mean, takes place over a 40-year span with flashbacks included. Um, I think the *Sopranos* on an Indian reservation comparison is. Uh, I think that's really spot on. I think *Breaking Bad* is also in there a lot. I mean, this is dealing with meth as well. Um, in this character, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of gray areas in this series. Definitely read it in trade. I, I, I read it in single issues, and sometimes, I you know, there would be delay, and I would pick it up, and I'd be lost a little bit. Keep in mind, you're smarter than me. That being said, still pick it up in trade. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Um, there were 60 issues. I'm guessing you've got, what, five trades? Maybe five trades. If Vertigo's greedy, it'll be seven trades. But they're all worth whatever they're charging because um, it's a great series. Um and, and unlike some television, and unlike some comic book series, having gotten to the ending, I found myself still surprised on issue 60 and still telling myself, yes, I'm surprised, but how else could it have ended? What else did I want? Issue 59 probably has the best fight scene I've seen in a comic book. It is grisly. It is brutal. One of the characters involved in the fight scene has his jaw wired shut. Going into the fight scene, I mean, literally, his jaw's wired shut for, like, um, I'd say the five issues prior, six issues prior. He gets himself in this fight scene to the death. His, his jaw does not stay wired. And um, it is just, I mean, I felt like, I, I, it doesn't happen a lot with a comic, because it's a comic. But I caught myself wincing a lot during this fight scene, just being like, Jesus, uh, the art was phenomenal. The pacing of the fight's phenomenal. And it's just brutal. Just like a lot of stuff in Scalped. I can't recommend Scalped enough. I, I think you guys are going to go check it out. And you guys are going to be like really, really, really pumped for this series. And it's now finished. It's got a bow on it. So you can enjoy it. Do you like that when things come to a close? I know sometimes you want to see things continue. and But I kind of like it when stories come to a close. I get frustrated when it's just a big storyline followed by another big storyline followed by another I, I like the i like a finite story with a good ending on it you can put it on your shelf and be like yeah that was a great experience maybe i'll experience it again one day something like uh you know a superhero book those those get a little frustrating after a while you know you got to mix it up you got to mix it up have a little bit of a of a nice story have a little bit of a superhero book just like just like i said earlier have a little bit of the summer blockbuster. Have a little bit of the Oscar nominee. You guys get it. All right. Fuck everything. <laughs> this is Geekscape. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you guys another Geekscape here in a couple days. Find me on Twitter at Jonathan London. Send me an email, Jonathan at Geekscape.net. Check out Geekscape.net all over the place. Subscribe to our podcast. Check out our RSS feeds. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just search for Geekscape. Be our friend. And we can't wait to see you guys at Kamikaze in person. You can come and fist fight me. It's fine. I'll lose. And I'll give you a prize if you win. So it's an easy prize. Come and get it. All right. Over and out.